it's time for episode number 11 of Precipe Your Luck. This week, we talk about some food-related topics from our week off, and then we play our first exciting game of the new Precipe Your Luck format. <laughs> I'm Ian, and here's Kate. Hi, everyone. Oh, thank you all for giving us your grace so we could take a week off. Um, Ian was on a business trip. Ian has had previous trips where he had a lot of alone time and control over where he ate, but this trip was different. He was with a lot of coworkers and kind of went with the flow, you know, do whatever the boss says. Yeah. Uh, what was that like, Ian? Did you experience any anxiety about your meals? And what, what meals did you have? Anything special? Uh, yeah. So, so, well, first off, I think if I learned anything on this trip, it's that six is a terrible number to go on a business trip with. Oh, yeah? It's just because, you know, you were, were, we're taking Ubers and Lyfts everywhere, and if you... You know, say I need an XL on either Uber or Lyft. They're like, oh, yeah, that'll fit six people. No, it won't. They're freaking liars. <laughs> there were a lot of sitting in laps. And when you combine oh that Oh, my with, gosh. You combine that with the New York City Uber drivers trying to kill us all the time. <laughs> yeah, it just, it was, that was a bad scene. That Let's part not ostracize people from New York City. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're all wonderful. It's the greatest city in the world. Whatever. Um, it wouldn't be in a Broadway play if it wasn't true. <laughs> Um, yeah, so anyways, so, so yes, that part got frustrating at times. Um, but as far as the, the actual food, yeah, no, actually most, for the most part, it went really well. Um, you know, the, the one thing I've, I, I've found before and then I did on this trip that I, I find helps me with food anxiety is trying to look at the menu ahead of time. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's just on my phone on the car ride over, like somehow just having a minute to you know, see, see what's going to be on the menu and think about, okay, what might I want? You know, that sort of thing. Sure. That, that helps that I find that that helps keep the food anxiety down. Yeah. It's like a, you're, you're not like a super selective eater, but we're both a little bit selective. Right. Right. So if there's always that fear that everything's going to be, there's always going to be one thing you're like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Good. Um, as far as, as far as special meals, though, we really had we had two really, really good meals. Um, the first one, um, we actually went to a Belgian bistro, which I don't think I could ever really say I've been to one of those before. No. Um, this is in, there's a... No no Luxembourg re- restaurants available? I think I think we didn't get our reservations in, in time oh, for okay. the Luxembourgian. Well, sure, place. they're real small. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we went to this, uh, it's a Belgian bistro in Garden City, New York, which is out on Long Island. Uh, it's called, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to slaughter this, but I'm going to try. Uh, I believe the correct pronunciation is Vaterjoy. It's W-A-T-E-R-Z-O-O-I. I think it sounds like Waterjoy, which is, you know, you're, makes you feel welcome. As yeah. opposed to Whataburger, it's Waterjoy. Yeah, right. And apparently that's the name for some Belgian, famous Belgian stew. What kind of stew do you have today? <laughs> um. Uh, but no, it actually, it turns out, I mean, it's a really nice place. We actually had a really good time and a really good meal there. Uh, highly recommended if you're ever in the neighborhood. Uh, myself, I ended up getting the Carbonade Flamande, mm-hmm. which was basically uh, beef, chunks of beef uh, sautéed in like a, in a brown ale sauce uh, with uh, apples and prunes. And it was really, really good. I do enjoy prunes. Um, 
it was it actually reminded me a lot of there's a there's a dish we used to make a lot and we haven't made it much recently but uh that dish that we used to make with the short, the short ribs, ribs and oh, the that's onions so good from Cook's reminded, Country yeah Cook's Illustrated it reminded me a lot of that it had a lot of those same notes just mm-hmm. maybe a little sweeter than that with the especially with the apple slices in I'm it I'm sure um but yeah that was good and then I guess really you know it, if anybody was, if I was going to say I went in there knowing anything about Belgian cuisine, it's that I think of them as the people who who are primarily push the dipping your French fries in mayo. Yeah, they're French, sure enough, fr- French fries and waffles. That's what. Oh yeah, waffles, yeah, of course. Thank of course. You. Uh, but so my dish actually came with French fries and a little side of mayo, and I thought we well, call it aioli in a fancy restaurant. I think isn't that right? You know, a lot of fancy places do, but this I think here they actually still called it mayonnaise. Oh, good for them. Um, and it was like it was clearly not mayonnaise just straight out of the jar, right? They clearly <laughs> it was better than that. It was really high quality mayonnaise. I just hope so. But I gotta say, you know, I get it. I never really thought I'd be a dip my fries in mayo kind of guy, but I thought, hey, I'm here, I should try it. And it was actually really good. I think you gotta have the right fries though. They were, these were kind of just a little on the thick side and pretty stiff, right? I think if sure. you tried to do it with like floppy. Thinner, thinner fries. I don't think it would really work so well, but gotcha. with the those, you know, sort of thick textural fries, it was mm-hmm. actually pretty good. I liked. I actually liked dipping them in the mayo. So, hats off to Belgium. Uh, both of those things were were quite good. Uh, and then a couple nights later, uh, the the other fancy meal we had, we went to a uh, a Persian restaurant called Rava, uh, and they apparently have several locations in New York City and Long Island. We were still out on Long Island. Um, and I got a combo plate that came with uh, one kebab of kubada, it's called, which that's, it's basically, that's a ground beef one. And then I also got one, a kebab of barg, which is uh, more like whole, um, I'm not sure what kind, I honestly don't know what cut of steak it was. It was, you know, they were, it was cut in small enough pieces, you couldn't identify what kind of steak it was originally, but it was definitely some kind of steak. Um, and they were both really good, but the Barg, especially the Barg was great. I actually really want to try to learn how to make something like that. Cause it had a, you know, it was one of those, I mean, it was one of the, it was one of those dishes where it was simple, but it was fabulous, right? It had just, just a little bit of seasoning and spice to it. That was really mm-hmm. pleasant. Um, and then just served simply with, uh, saffron rice and, um, and pita bread. But yeah, it was, that was really, really good stuff. So if you're out in the New York City or Long Island areas, I highly recommend those two places because I enjoyed them a great deal. Cool. Okay. Well, good. I tended to, my, my, not that it matters what I ate while you were gone, but I tended to have a bigger lunch and a smaller dinner, and I kind of like that. So. Um, yeah, sometimes I like that pattern yeah. too. It's kind of a hard pattern to get into when you're, I mean, I was working, but I was working usually half day, so it was easy to have a pretty big lunch. Right. And then I just have, like, fruit and vegetables and a little bit of cheese for dinner. And, yeah, that felt pretty good. But it also feels good to have, to do it, you know, the more traditional way. Whatever. Honor the hunger, right? Yeah, exactly. All right, so moving on. I think it. I think I was kind of hoping this whole time that Serious Eats would restore their weekday emails. They just fall in love with Precipe or Luck, and <laughs> let's let's keep those kids going. But they didn't. So we we have a backup plan that we talked about previously. We have been accumulating recipes that will be randomly selected for us to um, to use in the game. 
Unlike previous recipes, they are not just for weeknight meals. And there, there are pluses and minuses to this system, which we're discovering as we go. First of all, we're unlikely to get any recipe we really don't want to eat. So that's good. And bags, it kind of... Yeah. That was kind of the... That was fun. But the... Re- and so the recipes might not push us very far outside of our comfort zone. But like any variation of Boff, Mary Kill, when you have selections that you either all love or all hate, <laughs> you know, there's some tension and fun. Yeah, exactly. All right, Ian, can you remind people of the rules and I'll read the recipes this week. Okay. So we're, it's a uh, pressure luck style game. Uh, you have to pick one and only one of the recipes that you'll hear. And once you pass, it's gone forever, right? So if you... Uh, well, not pass... forever. They will be repeated at some point. Oh, that's probably. true. Yes, in the new. That's right. In our brand well, they new repeated world. them on series eats too. Yeah, yeah. They may sh- yes, but they're gone for this week. How about that? They're gone for this week. Uh, so yeah, if you pass on Monday, there's no going back to it once you've heard Tuesday. Uh, and if you get to Friday, you have to take that one. Right, and because of the way it's set up, I will read the I will read the descriptions, and it's going to be entirely up to Ian to make the selection. Uh oh. Yeah. Well, we'll flip flop. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are All we right. ready? I'm ready. All right. Monday. We have garlic, beef, and veggie ramen. In a nod to, to continuing quick, quick meals, this garlic, beef, and veggie ramen is an easy 30 minute dinner recipe that's so much better than takeout. Hmm. That's an interesting one because on the one hand, I do love garlic and I do love beef, mm-hmm. but I've never really been that big a fan of ramen. Even though I know you know people say that you know like yeah, you've been good, doing it wrong. Good man. real restaurant ramen is not anything like the you know stuff you ate in college. No. Um, you like noodles? I do like noodles. I have a feeling I would like it, but it's also only Monday, and I think I feel like pressing my luck to see if I get something better. Okay. So I'm going to skip it. Tuesday. Hawaiian Huli Huli Grilled Chicken Wings. Sticky, sweet, smoky, and tangy, these chicken wings get their flavor from an easy-to-make Hawaiian marinade. They're grilled until tender, to, tender and brushed with a glaze, and they're just as great for barbecue as they are for game day. Interesting. This so, is a serious eats recipe, and we've actually we've actually made huli huli chicken huli chicken whole chicken before. yeah yeah. Um, but so this is turning that basically turning that into just a wing. I recipe. guess so. That's interesting. I do it'd go good with it. Go very well with uh, rice and pineapple, which is always a selling point. <laughs> but we have a lot of really great chicken recipes. I was we we recently reorganized our recipes, and I think we had more chicken than anything, which is crazy because we eat a lot of beef. Yeah, you might be right about that. Um, oh, that's another one that. See, it's all love in the Buff right. Mary Kill game. It's it's a killer. I, you know what? I think again. I'm. I think I feel like I'm gonna press my luck. I want to see if we get something better. Okay. That, again, that sounds pretty good. All right. Wednesday. Skillet roasted cauliflower with garlic and lemon for two. Cutting the cauliflower into planks. Oh, the descriptions are like whatever descriptions with the recipe. I didn't edit these. Okay. So there's going there's wide variation. <laughs> Cutting the cauliflower into planks and then into flat-sided florets. Florets? 
maximizes its surface area for plenty of flavorful browning. We start the cauliflower in a cold pan and allow it to steam in its own moisture before removing the lid and letting it brown. These techniques deliver roasted flavors, roasted results in less than half the time required for oven roasting. Hmm. We do like roasted cauliflower. I do. It's uh, it's definitely um, one of the vegetables that that roasting changes drastically, right? Un, you know, it goes, it <laughs> becomes quite delicious at that point. But were you going to say it's inedible in any other form? I wasn't going to go that far, but. It's not good. <laughs> you don't think it's I, good. Okay, sorry. Don't, I don't yuck other yeah, people's yum. My apologies to any raw cauliflower eaters out there. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm going to take a pass on this one too. Okay. Thursday. Fluffy baked polenta with red sauce, creamy and fluffy polenta topped with a single, with a simple red sauce. Now, I remember this from the Cook's uh, Yeah, I remember we saw this country. on TV. We saw it on Cook's Country. I bet it was country. a year ago. Yeah. And I've been thinking about it ever since. Really? It's, it's such I, an... It's It looks so odd. It looks odd. It looks like cake with strawberry... Yeah. The, with yeah. the strawberry glaze on it. And and it's actually corn polenta with, the, with the tomato sauce on it. Apparently. Yeah, I remember the whole episode. Thinking, but they, I mean, they loved it. They raved about they it. They did, like, In yeah. a really sincere way. And this would definitely be, I mean, I don't, I don't, have we ever made polenta? I'm we have to, not. So, I mean, we've made cornbread. It's not entirely different. I have absolutely, I cannot say whether that is a true or false statement. You gotta talk, babe. This is an audio <laughs> format. Sorry, you can't just see the you can't see the angst on my face. That, is that not compelling podcasting? I'm still learning the ropes here. It's only episode eleven. <laughs> okay, you know what? Let's try it. Okay, we're gonna make polenta. We're gonna make fluffy baked polenta with red sauce. Okay, but for those of you who passed on this one, here's what you're left with on Friday. A uh, pan banging chocolate chip cookies. Damn it! <laughs> uh, the cho- it's the description is the chocolate chip cookies that change the way I bake. So apparently, now I'm quite the baker. We have a freezer full of cookie dough balls so that we can, mm-hmm. on any given night, have a hot cookie, which is pretty awesome. Yes, highly recommend. Highly recommend. So there are apparently. The new trend in chocolate chip cookies is to bang them on the oven rack, and then you get these ripples, and it looks cool and yummy. And yeah, that's why those are on the list. But you would rather have fluffy baked polenta with red sauce. And I am looking forward to trying that. Yeah, me too. Um, just have to wait for those cookies to come back around, I guess. Yep. <laughs> I guess so. All right. I will still we'll still have a survey with links to all the recipes. Now I don't know where you pulled your recipes from, Ian. A lot of mine still came from Serious Eats. There's Cooks Illustrated represented represented Cooks Country. The I saw the chocolate chip cookie recipes first on Slate, but as far as I know, they acknowledge the originator. And the um, beef and ramen one came from a food blogger and again if a food blogger is stealing your recipe guys i'm so sorry 
I'm not trying to propagate that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's all I, I yeah, have my, on that. Mine came from an assortment of places. Yeah. I don't remember it all. But I just, I yeah, I just pick pictures I like. Yeah. Okay. Well, and again, you know, we, uh, for for all of our listeners out there, any, any, uh, any help you can provide here is welcome. Oh, so. yeah. Any recipes, send us a link and we will put it in the list and it will have an equal chance of being selected. Facebook, Twitter, email, any of it works. Just, yeah. We will we'll throw it in and and also uh, at some point here I'm going to work on the uh, I, I'm going to write a, a computer program to give us a little more interesting uh, picking algorithm than just pure random. I look I thought but, this but one yeah, no, this turned one, out pretty this, well. It did work out well. Yes, yeah. you gave me some interesting choices. And I, I got forward, it from. Some I look forward ran- to getting to flip the script on you next week too. Okay, yeah, I got it from some random number generator website. So nice. I don't know how that was pretty random. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Happy eating. Thanks for listening to Precipe Your Luck. Visit our website at www.precipeyourluck.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you played along tonight, use this week's survey to tell us what you picked. You can find a link to the survey in the episode notes. And if you want to get a recipe put in the randomizer for a future episode, you can email it to us at precipeyourluck at gmail.com. For Kate, I'm Ian, and we'll be back next week. Bye.